Most times when I'm leading worship, I'm flying nearly solo. So I have percussion helping me, but I don't have a bass player and I don't have a keyboard player. So today I want to show you some tricks for the solo guitarist to make your sound more full when you're leading worship. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Worship Homestead. My name is Nathan Smith. Thanks for joining me. Today, I want to talk to you worship leaders who lead from acoustic guitar, and especially the ones who lead with a very stripped-down band or maybe no band at all. There's still things that you can do on your instrument to make your song sound full. And all the stuff that I'm going to show you, you can use in a full band. It just allows you to have more fun. So before we do that, I want to give you something. If you go to my website, blueprintsounds.com, you can get access to my free worship training bundle called the Worship Booster Pack. It has manuals and online workshops for everything from songwriting to live sound to how to fit your band together to get the best sound possible. Again, go to my website or click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. All right, let's talk about what I do on the acoustic to make it sound full. One of the things that hurts my heart is when I see people play the acoustic guitar as if it's just a bunch of strings and they don't understand all the stuff that's inside of it. The guitar has been called the little orchestra and it's really true because you can, much like a piano, you can have a bass with a top accompaniment, you can do chords, you can do a lot of things on the guitar and yet so many people underutilize it because they only know how to strum chords. So that's what I wanna show you is how to get out of that a little bit. So here are three things that I do every week. The first one is I lean into slash chords to make my bass lines more interesting. So let's take a, a verse from one of my songs called Baptize Me. I'm gonna play the full version and sing along so you can hear how the, the parts fit together because it's meant to, to go with the melody. Then I'm gonna show you the simple version and show you how those slash chords make a difference. If you don't know what a slash chord is, Here's the explanation. When I play a chord in root position, that means that the lowest note is the note that gets the name. So for a D, it's D, F sharp, A. But the lowest note that you hear is the D. But that's not the only way that it works. So let's take a look at the song and then I'll explain. So I've got three chords that we're working on, the D, the E, the A, but we're gonna spice them up a little bit. So first, here's the full version. I heard the call by the river side There I surrendered myself I saw the flash of the sword divide The old man I knew fell away Okay, so what's going on there? I have three chords, I have the D, but this is a D over F sharp. I have an E, but this is the E over G sharp. And then this is an A, but it's kind of an A too. It's a fancy A. Well, those all come from cowboy chords that we all know, right? Here's the D, here's the E, here's the A. But what if I was to do the song, part of that verse, with the basic chords? Watch what happens, what gets lost. So here we go from the D, three, four. I heard the call by the river side There I surrendered my say. Eh, it's kind of lackluster. 
Let's look at why that is. It's not just the, that those chords are more boring. It's specifically the bass notes. So listen to the bass. I'm just going to play the bass line with the stripped down, like the, the easy version. And here's what it sounds like. So that's the bass groove. Not terrible, but listen to what happens when you add the slash chords, which mean I'm taking out the root notes <clears throat> and I'm putting a couple of different notes in their place. So for the D, instead of the D, I'm using the F sharp. For the E, instead of the E, I'm using the G sharp. So here's the bass line, but with the slash chords instead of the root notes. You notice how not jagged that was? I guess the better way to say that would be smoother, right? With the D, the E, and the A, it's kind of jumpy. Bap, oh, bap, right? Very, very not smooth. But here's F sharp, G sharp, A. Isn't that smoother? Doesn't that make a nicer line? So I'm making my bass line more melodic. Now I have to learn some new chords in order to do that. But what that means is that my melody hopefully is melodic to begin with. But if I have a melodic melody and a pleasant bass line, I'm halfway to having a really good harmony. I'm really I'm I'm doing a good job with my chords because most of your song can be stripped down to melody and bass line. The inner stuff is negotiable, but you have to have a good bass line and a good melody to have a good song. So let's listen to that again all together. Here's the chords. Now we have a bass line that moves melodically, and that's a really, really important component. So slash chords allow you to have options with your bass notes. You're not just tied to, oh, a D has to be a D, an E has to be an E, an A has to be an A. Using those slash chords gives you a lot more texture, and you need everything that you can get when you're a solo instrument like a guy leading worship with just the acoustic guitar. So that's the first thing, is that I make sure that I use slash chords to have more interesting bass lines than just your root position. The second thing that I do also has to do with the bass, because the bass does two things. First, it gives you the lowest note in the harmony, so it decides what the chord name is. But the second thing is, it's a percussive instrument. So when you give that note rhythm, that's what gives you your song a groove. And that's really important to have a groove for your song, especially if you're by yourself or nearly by yourself. If you don't have a bass player, you need to fulfill that role. The bass is the most important thing that's happening in a band. So even if you're a one-man band on acoustic guitar, you can still be your own bass player. So let me show you a song that uses that. This is the chorus of my song, Surprise. And so I'll play a little bit for you and then I'll show you what I'm doing with my bass line. Surprise, let your righteousness arise like a river or our eyes waiting for you most to deliver. Okay, so what was that? The chords look funny, but they're actually normal stuff. So it's E, C sharp minor, B, and A. But what we have is E over G sharp. 
There's our G sharp. Here's the funky A, A2, but there's the A bass note. Then I'm gonna jump up. This is a weird version of a C sharp minor. There's C sharp. That's a weird version of a B. So there we have the B. Uh, let's just play the bass line without the rest of the chord so we can hear it. Three, four. All right, the song would work if I just sang the melody and played that bass line. It carries so much that it would work. But if I, again, took it down to regular chords, like the, the easy stuff, um, it loses quite a bit. Let me show you. So, surprise, let your Like all that syncopation, that that feeling of, of, well, coolness has gone away because I took all that air out. One of the things that I wanted to do with this song is make sure that my bass line came through really solid. So I would cut off the chord so that you hear the bass note, but then air, bass note, air. So let me play it without singing so you can hear that bass line coming through again. The difference is, if I was to just strum the whole thing, you know, change chords, but just wail on it, like sometimes I see young acoustic guitar players do, you lose that sense of groove. You have to have air around that bass note. That silence is what makes the note cool. Obviously, the, the rhythms themselves are interesting, but you need that air around that note too. And when that's in time and when everybody's moving with it, the fun thing is that people go with you in that groove and the illusion is set that like there's there's more of a groove there because people are hearing the acoustic, but they're hearing that low down bass. So they're kind of, they're almost imagining that there is a bass there. There is, I'm alluding to the bass, but they're, they're getting more than you're actually playing because you're playing with this groove that they sort of, they finish with their ears. It's hard to explain. But when the groove is working and you stay there, the audience comes with you and then they participate with their bodies and it sort of carries itself. And so you don't have to strum as much. That's the mistake that a lot of young acoustic guitar players make is that they think, it's just me, I've got to play all the time in order to fill up the sound. Well, you don't. Actually, if you play all the time, people get tired of your acoustic guitar, especially if you have the wrong pick or if you use too much pressure and, and you have bad tone, uh, then people get tired of you really quick. But if you can use that sense of space and make a groove, it's like you brought a band with you, but you brought a band with you in the imagination of the listener. And here's the last thing that I do with my songs is even when I have simple chords like, you know, cowboy G, D, E minor, C type stuff, I fiddle with the inside of the chord. So here's what I mean. Here I've got just a regular old, a good old G chord. But for this intro, I'm going to embellish using my first finger and my pinky, the inside of the chord to make my chording more melodic. Rather than just strumming through the chords, I wanna give it a sense of the song before I start. So I'm gonna play the intro and then I'll sing the verse and you can hear how they, they lay over the top of each other. 
So what was I doing? I've got my regular G, but on the third string, the, the G string, I am alluding to the melody, praise and honor. It's just going up and down, G, A, B, A. But I'm gonna do that with my first finger, so I'm gonna add the first finger to fret two of string three, and then I'm gonna add my pinky finger to string three, fret four, so that I get this. Da, 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 da. It's just the melody of my verse, but I'm doing it in the intro so that it keeps people's attention, so that I don't just have to go. Not as interesting, right? This could be any song, but when I do this, Everybody knows, oh, he's doing Courts Above, which is the name of the song. So this song kind of puts all three of those, those tricks together. One is that I've got um, interesting things happening in the middle of my chord. Secondly, I had that D over F sharp again, moving your bass note in a more melodic fashion rather than just going G, D, E, C, which we've all heard before. You wind up with G, F sharp, E, C. It's smoother. And then finally, having some rhythm. So on that intro, you noticed that I went uh, on the F sharp, I plucked that one by itself. So listen for it again. All right, you notice I hit that F sharp twice because again, I wanna, I wanna go bass forward. I want people to feel that groove so that they, they move with it because that illusion, I can keep it going through the entire song that, oh, there is a bass player in this song. It just happens to be my lowest three strings. So those are the three tips. The first one is use slash chords, research your slash chords, learn some new shapes so that you can move your bass line to be more interesting and more melodic. Spend some time working on that. Secondly, make sure that not only is your bass moving in a more melodic fashion, but that the rhythms are interesting and that that groove stays throughout the song. Because even if you don't have a drummer and a bass player, you can play with the drummer and the bass player in your head. And if you do that convincingly, your audience goes there with you and it's so much easier to ride that groove, even if you're the only one making it. Thirdly, make the insides of your chord interesting or more melodic by taking away and adding notes so that, you know, sus chords and stuff like that, so that when you're not singing all of those in-betweens, instead of just counting time and playing G, D, E minor, C like always, make it more melodic so that people have, oh, there's a little hook. They could imagine like an electric guitar doing something in that spot. That keeps people's attention when you're not singing. Again, you as a solo guitar player have more to do or maybe a better way to say it is you get to do more to keep people's attention because you don't have those elements. But you really can be a whole band by yourself 
if you work at it. Hey, I hope that video helps you. And again, if you need help with your arrangements or songwriting or live sound, click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. Until next week, God bless and goodbye.